Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. Today is May the 3rd. Uh, happens to be my older brother's birthday. Spent the weekend with him. I opened up my uh, YouTube uh, channel, not my channel, but my homepage. And like you, I see all the videos that uh, YouTube thinks I want I want to see based upon what I watch on YouTube and their algorithm figures out it out. And I'm looking at it over there and all the videos have one common word in them. And, the, and that is recession. One says uh, recession, this could be the end. And then I see a, a picture of Kevin and Kevin's got, he, he's behind a whole bunch of arrows going down behind his face. And it's all doing and gloom. And, and I think to that, is that what a recession is all about? Is that it's, it's, it's the end of everything? No, it's just a reset. It's, it's a reaction to an over-exuberance that occurred in, in the past. And so it's a correction. It, it's the pendulum. We, it went one way and now it's coming back the other way. Well, does that mean that's the end of the earth? No. It just means that we're resetting because we overreacted in the past. And what do I mean by overreacted in the past? Well, there was a lot of nonsense that went on in the stock market through 2020 and even into 2021. And what was that nonsense? Well, it all started from a virus and then a reaction to that virus and our government pumped $9 trillion into, into the, 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 the economy. What does that represent? It represents a 40% increase in the amount of money that we as citizens, as businesses, as corporations, as governments had to, to, to spend to keep things going. Well, money is like rain. <clears throat> it ends up somewhere. It goes through and the, gets to somebody who needs daycare for their children and spends it, who needs food on the table and spends it, needs a roof and spends it. But eventually it ends up in somebody's pocket who doesn't need it. So what do they do with it? They, they go buy a third home. They go, they go invest in Amazon stock. They go and, and invest in, in AMC. They invest in GameStop. And, and they invest in NEO, and, and they invest in things that don't have a potential to make a profit anytime soon. And then they invest in things that do have a potential to make a profit, like Amazon, Google, Apple, Microsoft, in, in, NVIDIA, Tesla. We have seen them all reach new highs. Some of it as a result of an influx of funny money, okay? Well, somewhere that all has to be reconciled. We're going through the reconciliation. It's called inflation. If there's more money, more demand than there is supply, prices go up. If there's less supply, Russian gasoline and, 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 and uh, natural gas, and then there is, is to meet the demand, prices go up. So that's to be expected. 
It's not the end of the world, Kevin. It's just to be, it's, it's a natural reaction. For every action, there is a reaction. We are in the reaction. So with that being said, I want to share with you my views of not how do you, as someone else said, how do you not lose money in a recession? You're going to lose money in a recession. What the question is, how do you make money as a result of the recession? Recognizing it for what it is, it's investing in the opportunity, avoiding the pitfalls, and then making a profit off of it. That's what I want to talk about in this video. So stick with me. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. If we could sit here and you and I could talk about this and you ask me the question, has anything like this ever happened before? And I said, no, nothing like this has ever happened before. Then we don't have a clue as to what's going to happen next, do we? No, because nothing like this has happened before. But it has. It's happened, it's happened at least three times since 2020. So let's go to my trading views map, our, our chart, and see what happened the last couple times it's happened and see if there's anything we can learn from it and then maybe learn how we might be able to profit off of this reception. This could be the end. No, no. This is just the beginning of a new chapter. And I'll explain that a little bit further. Let's go to the computer. If you've been to my channel for any time, you've seen this chart or a variation of this chart on a regular basis. And what I want to show you is basically what you've said in the past and probably don't want to admit, but I'm going to bring it to your attention anyway, is that the, the market is driven by change, innovation, and disruption. And certainly part of disruption is when things go bad, when there are corrections, when things get out of normal and we see a crash. The first that I am very conscious and aware of was that of the dot-com bubble. And it lasted 18 months. We went from a high here to a low here. It took 18 months. And after that, if you were around, you probably said, boy, I wish I had seen what was happening. And I invested in it at, at its low peak. Now, it took a time for it to get back to this height. Good Lord, it took probably, what does it say there? Uh, almost 18 years. But if you had invested here, you would have seen increases. And then you would have probably said after the subprime crisis, boy, I wished after that eight-month downturn, I had invested more and then taken this climb up um, over probably the next three years. And 
What I'm emphasizing is that there are opportunities and the market, you can look at it and, it's, and see its general trend is the S&P 500 will give you an average of return of 8% over the last 50 years. So if you're a long-term investor, you pretty well know it's going up. The, uh, the only question is, when do you buy in? Well, we all know and I took advantage of this. The, the coronavirus was a 30-day event, and that, in fact, it went down for 30 days. And if you had bought into, uh, like I did, McDonald's and American Express and Valero Oil, after that 30-day decline, it was a straight shot up, and you made a lot of money. Well, we're there again. We're there again. The situation is different. The circumstances are different, but it's all driven by fear. And we are fearing right now a recession, and we're fearing the high interest rates, and we're fearing what Russia is going to do next. I'm pretty confident this is going to continue to go down at least another 30 days. But you've got to ask yourself, if I look forward five years, where is this going to be? Is it going to go all the way down to where it was on the subprime crisis? I don't think so. We're having and will have a medical revolution. We will correct the problems that we faced over the last month, and that is medical. That is supply chain. That, that is dependence on other countries for the things that we need. That is cybersecurity. So if I know that I am involved in a reset, and again, why the reset? Well, look at that green line. That green line represents the inflow of money into our society. Look at this right here. This is from 20, January of 2020 till uh, January of 2021. We pumped, not we, well, I guess we, we're the government, we pumped $9 trillion into the market, increased our money supply by 40%. Well, if you've increased your money supply by that much, you know you're going to have inflation. You know from history, if you study what the, what the government does, they're going to raise interest rates. Is that permanent? No. No. Will it last more than six months? It's already been six months. Will it last another two months? Yeah, probably. But what, what are you going to say to yourself after that six, eight, ten-month downturn? Boy, I wish I had invested in Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Tesla, when they pulled back. Boy, I wish I had recognized the, the medical revolution, the 3D revolution, uh, the, the, the cybersecurity, the fintech, all these things. You're going to say, boy, I wish I'd bought in when the prices were low. Are we at the bottom? I don't know but we're certainly lower than we were six months ago. Will we surpass this peak that we hit six months ago? Yeah, we've done it before and before and before. The only problem you have is if you need that money next week or tomorrow. But if you don't need it for five years, 
Now is the time to be investing. Now is the, you have a privilege to invest in people who are smarter than you. Right now, smart lays in the area of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and, and medical revolution. It's that simple. That's the change that is going to equal the digital revolution of the past 20 years. That's where the change is going to be because that's where the opportunity lies. That's where artificial intelligence and machine learning is going to be able to have its greatest effect. I know electric vehicles are important to you, but rate that against your life, your child's lives, their fight with cancer, their fight with Alzheimer's. Right, lay an electric vehicle against that and tell me which you'll take. That's the answer to the question that everyone is asking. Where should I invest? Where the biggest difference in your life, my life, your grandchildren's lives will be made in the field of medicine. And now is your opportunity to invest. Okay? Let's talk a little bit more specific about where you should invest as far as what companies and where what vehicles you should use. Okay, so we know it's happened before. We know we had a dot-com bubble, we had a subprime crisis, and, and we had a coronavirus. And now we've got a reaction, which we have decided to put a label on called recession. Well, what's going to happen? Well, we're going to correct the mistakes that we created. What are the mistakes that we created? Well, over a long history, we have engaged in what is called health care. We had a virus. We needed health care. But wait, wasn't health care we needed? We didn't want to care for the people that had the coronavirus. We wanted to cure them. Well, what have we done in the past? Well, we had polio. So we developed a vaccine. How long did it take to create that vaccine, Carrie? As best as I remember, about seven years. We didn't have seven years this time. Happened in March of 20. We actually got it done and under control at some level in about six months. How did that happen? How did we remove, bring the time from the, the recognition of the disease to a vaccine that would cure and, and hold back the disease. How did we bring that down to six months? It, it's a, something they talked about in 2000 called genome sequencing. If you wanted your genome sequenced back in 2000, it would have cost you a billion dollars. Well, we didn't have that. We had advanced since 2000 and in 2020, March, and we had something. We had brought the cost of that genome sequencing down to about $1,000. So what did somebody do? What did three companies do? They sequenced the genome of the virus. And they saw what they could enter into that virus, what, what sort of therapy they could inject into that virus, not that would cure it, but would kill it. 
Okay, that's what the virus is. And it was a result, as a result, of genome sequencing. Now, what did we learn from that? Well, it sped up the process of genome therapy and genome editing, something that has been worked on for quite some time, something that I've talked to you about that you needed to read this book, The Codebreaker, about Jennifer Doudna and her work in CRISPR and Emmanuel Carpentier's and Fred Chang's. That's where all this virus vaccine came from. Okay, so we know that. So as an investor, I say, aha, that is going to be the opportunity of the future. Where do I go to take advantage of that? Well, I've told you about uh, Editus and CRISPR and Invate and an Illumina and Pacific Biosciences. These are all stocks that are recognizing what just happened and what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next is if we can kill that virus, can we kill the Alzheimer's virus? Huh? Can we kill the Parkinson's virus? Maybe. How about the cancer virus? Wow. What, do you, what about heart disease? You hear all the ads about AFib. You need to take this and that. Okay, apparently a lot of people get AFib. Yeah, in fact, about 2,350 people a day in the United States die from some form of heart disease. 1,632 People die every day in the United States from a virus called cancer. Okay, maybe that's the swing on the other side of this virus crisis. Maybe that's what's going to bring us out of this recession. Well, wait a second. What about Supply chain. Talk about supply chain, Carrie. Remember we couldn't get respirators. Remember we couldn't get masks. Remember we still can't get semiconductors. How the hell did that happen? We gave up all our manufacturing. Don't you remember that 20 years ago when we said flat screen TVs aren't worth $2,000? What we were paying for them? They're only worth 200. That's what I paid last week for one, about a 56 inch incher. How did that happen? We moved the manufacturing from the United States to China, to India, to Mexico, where labor was cheap. And then we had the introduction of advanced technology. Wow. You mean a flat screen TV used to cost $2,000? Yeah, that's what I mean. And now they cost 200 Yeah, that's what I mean. That's development. That's disruption. That's a, a result of technology. Yeah, that's what I mean. Now let's enter in the into the equation artificial intelligence and machine learning. What the hell is that all about? That's about taking the power of my mind and magnifying it times a million. Yeah. So is that going to solve our current recession? I think so. I think that if we can become more efficient at doing something, 
That's going to create deflation, which will decrease inflation, which will then take the need to raise interest rates to a position to where we need to reduce interest rates. Could that be possible? Well, let's look again. No, we don't need to go back to that chart. We've seen that chart many, many times. And, and we know, we know as a result of technology, we know as a result of innovation and disruption, our economy becomes more productive, more efficient, and those companies who give us that productivity and the, that efficiency increase in value. Okay? Now, there are some pitfalls here that you need to be recognizing, and I, I hope in the future I can help you see them because I've just learned about some of them. I've learned about how Google's dominance in the world of advertising and Facebook's dominance in the world of advertising might be changing. It might be changing. Now, how might that be? I got to look into this further. Um, what I think is going to happen is you like pickup trucks. I don't. I would never own a pickup truck. I own a BMW and a Porsche. You can see I have a... So why? Why are they advertising pickup trucks to me when I watch a football game or when I watch uh, 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 the, the, the evening news? Well, they probably won't be in the future. That's the change that big data is going to keep narrowing down. I, I got to thinking the other day, Nita and I like to go on cruises, and I get a a email almost every day from Royal Caribbean telling me that the price is really good this week if you'll book your cruise. And I don't book the cruise because it, it really isn't speaking to what I need. What I'd really like to see is What's the new restaurant on the ship? What's the new things that they're feeding? Do they know that when Nita and I come on the cruise ships that, that in fact, we, we upgrade to the better restaurant? They know that. But why aren't they advertising to me about that? Literally, they haven't discovered big data. I, I, I mean that. They haven't. The cruise lines have not discovered big data. That's an opportunity. If you start thinking like that, if you start thinking, what's going to happen to the trucking industry as a result of autonomous automobiles? What's going to, are you going to really want two cars in your garage if an autonomous Lamborghini can be, can be delivered to you for your trip to the grocery store? Think about things like that. Don't get hung up on what's Jay Powell doing this week. It's really immaterial. I mean, it'll affect the value of your portfolio today. But if you don't need the money today, what difference does it make? What's more important is what are they going to do 
about taking cancer out of my body? What are they going to do about eliminating all the BS I go through dealing with my bank? What are they going to do? Whatever you don't like about your life right now, what are they going to do about it and who's going to do it? That's how you should be investing. If cancer is causing you problems right now, learn more about it and learn who's going to take it away because it will be taken away. If you're having difficulty with your internet service, learn who's going to take it away. Is it going to be Elon with his low-flying satellites? That's where the future is. It's not in what Wall Street is talking to you about, about banks, about, I don't know. The future is in the problems of today. What's our biggest problem today? Vladimir and the virus. That's where opportunity lies. Let's talk about this more. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty and talk about opportunities, not about depression, recession, crashes. Let's talk about opportunity. Let's do it tomorrow. Thank you.